Welcome. Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast, where we cover anything related to behavior change that will increase your long-term wellness and happiness. And now, here are your hosts, personal trainer and RNs, Matt and Jenna Lane. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. My name is Matt, and typically... And my name is Jenna, is what you would hear next. Uh, Jenna needed to take a break today, and um, we have some content that's going to come out sort of explaining that piece. Everything's fine, but we know we need to concentrate on the consistency piece over the intensity piece, and this just is a part of that. So don't sweat it. Jenna is fine. We, we both love you to death. She will be back soon. Today, today is a fun one. Today is, I can't wait to dive into this guy, Andrew S. Kaplan. So He's an entrepreneur. He's a podcast host of Shatter the Mold, uh, as he had Jenna and I actually on his podcast, and it's going to be linked in the description below. He's an author. Uh, he's con- constantly leveling himself up, his audience up, and his guests up. He is a very empathetic, a very perceptive person. Uh, he's all about the law of attraction in his book, The Last Law of Attraction book, that you'll ever need. Is that correct? It's like the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. I but- nice mouthful, right? I butchered it. So I've been listening to it and I butchered the title. Um, but he's fantastic. Andrew, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, I appreciate the intro. I remember yesterday you gave me props on my intro for you and Jenna. I think you topped it, man. You just had a lot more heart and soul. So thank you for that. Well, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Jenna and I actually, as of recording this, yesterday we were on his podcast and sometimes you could just get a feel for people and he is definitely somebody, somebody that just got a feel for. And actually leading into at the top of the show, we always hit you with our gratitude point. And this gratitude point is something that can be small, could be large, whatever it is for you. It's important to shift your perspective. There's always something that you can use to pull yourself out of the dumps. Now I want to transition into this because it's, he's actually going to be included in this, but my gratitude point is that I'm very grateful that I'm an unorganized person. <laughs> I have ADD, you've heard it before. And this this unorganization that I have, it's a constant work of improvement for me. What I'm grateful about it for is that it brings my creativity. If I didn't have it, I would not be as creative as I am. Having said that, it's something that I... I continuously try to improve because I know it dri- it drives Jenna nuts at times and it drives me nuts at times. And uh, I, I say that I'm grateful for that because Andrew was so, so kind because I last minute I was like, hey, Jenna needs a little bit of a break. Like, you know, right now we're, we're experiencing growth and we just need to step back a little bit. And he was just so compassionate. He was like, yeah, absolutely. No, whatever y'all needed to do. So um, I'm excited about it because we're going to be talking about the law of attraction. And it's something that we haven't actually addressed on this podcast. We've mentioned it. We've talked about it. We've said, you know, it is sort of the law of attraction piece, um, but I'm excited to dive into it. Andrew, if you have a gratitude point, hit us with it. If not, no biggie, good sir. Well, you know, I, I don't mean to be blowing smoke up your rear end there, but my point of gratitude is is making friends with you and Jenna because I think, um, and you know, full disclosure, I don't know how young I look. I'm over forty, and are I you think really? When I am. I wouldn't have guessed that. Like, yeah, um, it's the hat. I kind of keep myself uh, looking young with that. <laughs> but the thing is, like, you know, as you move on in life, you kind of like you get set in a certain way where you've got your friends you have or the friends you're going to have, and and things of that nature. And I've always 
gone away from that. So I had this point of gratitude where I'm never closing the door on the cool people that I can meet and interact with because I'd like to think that when I'm 16, 70, I'm going to be like making new friends that are, you know, on that same wavelength and really po positive. And I'm just, I'm grateful to have you guys as new friends in my, you know, sphere of, I don't say influence because that sounds so cheesy, but sphere of uh, just life and awareness. Yeah. Yeah. That circle around you. And it's, you know, there, there's that old saying of, you know, the five people you surround yourself with is who you will be. And I, yeah. I totally believe that. And it, like I said at the top of the show, like you can get a vibe of somebody. So I want you, the audience, to listen and just try to try to take in and listen to the words he chooses. I'm really building you up here. Uh, you know, you listen to the words he chooses and I, I think you'll get the same feeling that I that I sort of received. So again, we're going to be talking about the law of attraction, but what I want to do is sort of kick it back and figure out who are you and why are you? Uh, mm. Where did this whole thing start? I've listened to the podcast. I'm listening to the book and you're very much about connecting with entrepreneurs. Your audience is entrepreneurs and you're a very driven person. You've done quite a few things. Who are you? Why are you? Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm a bit of an enigma in that sense, because if you read the book, and then you check out my podcast, you're like, this isn't really the same person. And then vice versa. You listen to the podcast and then you hear the book. Maybe it's a little bit more because I'm, I've been getting a lot more intentional about like how I'm treating my guests. But it, they're really they're different areas in the sense where, like me, I've been an entrepreneur on and off for 20 years. And at least in my experience, when you're an entrepreneur and you have to kill your own dinner, you're, you have to level up who you are in order to do better. You have to learn about sales, psychology, like all these different things. And oftentimes people in that world, and I'm sure anybody that are a salesperson that's, that's listening right now, they've probably been introduced like the idea of thoughts, creating your things or just positive thinking, getting you in the right direction. So really just fairly early on, I always found myself searching and looking for things. One of which was the law of attraction which sounded really cool, which I succeeded and failed with in, in many ways. And I just kind of like evolved over time. So it, there's kind of like a gap there. But a couple of years ago, uh, 2018, I made the decision I'm going to put out a different sales book, a book on sales. Okay. And I was going to do the podcast in support of that book. And um, I got to a point where like, I like to think that I know what I'm doing but I wasn't passionate about it. And I didn't want to keep having the conversation. People were signing up for my mailing list. And sales. Like some, sales. Yes. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. P people like, you know, they signed up for my mailing list based on the book. And like, I was like, well, I have something to share, but I don't want to force it or, or be fake, even though I know this stuff. But so it's like, okay, this model as a business works, but how can I have an impact and how could I be true to myself? And how could I look in the mirror and actually, how could I not be bored? And I was always um, hedging on like, do I really write about the law of attraction, which is just this grand topic, like who am I to do it? And I made a decision, well, this is the kind of thing that I know that I have experience with it, that I can talk about, but also that hopefully I can articulate in a way that other law of attraction books don't. Because while most books are saying, here's what the law of attraction is, and here's certain methods, and that's it. I wanted to address the fact that when I was first learning it, I would struggle, I would have doubts, I would fall into traps. So I wanted a book that would, yeah, explain the law of attraction, yeah, give you methods, but also address the procrastination that people have, the fact that people don't actually start. I wanted to address the gaps that we kind of have in our personality or ego in a kind of like under the, the surface way, you probably notice in, in how much you have the book that I haven't really addressed it directly. Right. But I'm like, I want to answer that question of like, 
let's actually make this the last law of attraction book. Not that you'll ever read, but that you'll ever need to read if you never want to read another one. Meaning here's something that you can actually take action on and do what you're supposed to do because really that's the whole point of learning the content to begin with. That's a, so, and, and I, before we hopped on here, I told him that, you know, a lot of the, the secret or the law of attraction, Jenna and I both agree with, we believe in, there are some pieces that I sort of question, but I will admit that I'm not incredibly versed in it enough to say this is wrong or this is right, or this is good, or this is bad. The law of attraction is something, let's do this. Let's start off by explaining what the law of attraction actually is. Yeah, and there's there's a number of ways to describe it. I mean, the, the simplest is like attracts like, but something that makes a little bit more sense <laughs> is that for the most part, in general, with not precision because we think about things in a certain way, but the focus that you have or the focus that you direct yourself in, that will become your reality. Meaning, not to be shallow about the whole thing, but if you're always thinking about getting a car and you actually believe you're going to do it, not doubt, but believe you're going to do it, you will notice things unfold in your world where it actually becomes your reality. Right. And I'm sure we can kind of go in like the how and the why and the theory of it all, but it really is like what you focus on determines your reality. So if you are new to this podcast, uh, you know, this podcast is all about implementing behavior change for your long-term wellness and happiness. Now, throughout this podcast, we have said things that have been ex just it's completely parallel to what you just said. You know, I've talked about in the past how I've worked on my own confidence and how the more that I focused on I'm not a confident person, the more it perpetuated not being confident. When I started really focusing on, all right, what do I just want to accomplish? What do I, what do I want to get done? As I started moving towards that and taking the action, I noticed that the confidence came. It was almost a side effect of it. So when you just said that, you know, it sort of sprung the thought of you sort of perpetuate what you don't want when you think of it constantly. Does that make sense? Or I don't want that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm probably hijacking the conversation and please. getting us too too fast ahead. No, please. But I think the the challenge here is when someone asks for an explanation, the explanation of why doesn't really jive with what they think. And therefore, they don't look at the results. So just you're a fitness guy. So this will be a perfect explanation for you, I hope. If if you're to say, listen, just lift weights and you're going to get muscles, right? And I'm, I'm being really flat about this whole thing. Sure. But it's like, and someone goes, well, why? And you can say, well, because the muscle fairy comes when you're sleeping and, and she builds up your muscles. Right. Or you could say, well, no, because when you when you work out, you tear the muscle fibers and then your body responds and it fills in the muscle. And I, I'm giving that's a butchered explanation. I, but um, there's two sure. different ways. Right. Right. My point is, it doesn't matter which one of those is true. What matters is you've seen demonstrated by other people and you can demonstrate for yourself that when you lift those weights, you will get the muscle gain. There you go. There you go. So I know that there's skepticism about the law of attraction. Uh, mm. I, I myself was a, a little skeptical about it because when you just hear, you know, the law of attraction or the secret, you know, and you, you hear sort of the superficial part that is, you know, if you just believe that you're going to get what you want, you're going to get it, you know, uh, it, um, I think at times some people have come off and there is maybe this vibe behind it that it's almost like a, um, like a faith healer type feeling behind it. Um, and I'm not saying that's who you are. I'm saying that I've seen people package and present it in that way. My question to you is, do you think there are people out there that are presenting it with possibly a product behind it that isn't true? Or do you think there's people that out there aren't 
doing it a hundred percent on the up and up. Right. Well, put it this way: I think in in every industry, including yours, I'm sure you'll agree, oh, yeah. there are there are snake oil salesmen. Yep. Um, and but they're also they're people that have their heart in the right place that just don't really know. I mean, I think there okay. are people out there that are regurgitating content and kind of believe it, but don't really understand uh, the true context or haven't demonstrated for themselves in their own lives. Okay. I think the highest form of what you can do is demonstrate and improve to yourself and experientially be able to describe it to others because yep. you're coming from a place of integrity. Even if you're wrong, even if you're deluded and misguided, you're at least coming from it from a place of honesty. So it's much more likely that you're giving someone the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And so what I'm to give you context to you, the listener, the law of attraction talks about manifestations and you know, there ha there have been some people that I've seen that have presented it and said, if you think about it nonstop and if you make vision boards about it and if you write it down a thousand times and if you, you know, it's going to come to you. And that's pretty much the extent of it. There there really isn't the the action behind it. And so that's the only, that that's really my only holdup with the majority of people that present it. Now, I say that saying that before we hopped on the show, I said, you know, 90, 95 percent of it. I'm down with, I get it. Um, and I guess, you know, what are those, this is a very broad question. So dive in wherever you feel like it's necessary, but instead of those manifestations of, I'm going to, I'm going to write this down a thousand times and I'm going to put those pieces of paper underneath my pillow. And then, you know, in six months, it's, it's probably hopefully going to be here. There's going to be checks just flowing in the mail from who knows where, how do you actually take the action for those manifestations to come? Cause that's how I sort of believe it. You know, there has to be action. Right. So I'll, I'll give you a, the dual explanation again, like we, hopefully this this right way. Um, and I'll, I'll address that, but just to lay sure. a quick foundation sure, here. Sure, sure. Um, let's just talk theoret theoretically about uh, getting a job promotion. We'll just go that way. Okay. So um, I'll give you two possible explanations, neither of which might necessarily be accurate, but at least you'll see how we're filling in the blanks here. So you're focusing on that job promotion. You really want it. Maybe you're writing it down as affirmations. What, maybe you're visualizing it every night. Maybe you're writing gratitude lists or scripting lists. And, you know, because we are actually not physical, if you look at us under a microscope, we're actually um, vibrating and not really solid. And we're based on frequencies. It can be argued that the universe being a whole spectrum of frequency, the, the vibration or frequency of that promotion will resonate with yours and the energies will come together and make that work. Now, I said that really fast. I'm not saying it's true. So let me give you another alternative. Okay. Your subconscious mind is a supercomputer. So maybe instead what's happening is by writing it down over and over and visualizing it, you're sending instructions to your subconscious mind, which is making the calculations that it needs to make in order to facilitate your action that leads to the um, to the promotion. In other words, all of a sudden, you don't even realize it, but because your subconscious mind is doing the heavy lifting just the way it beats your heart for you, you're standing more authoritatively. You're speaking up in meetings. You're carrying yourself in a certain way. Your brain is processing ideas better that you can bring to your boss. In other words, your subconscious mind is running the show of doing all the things that you need to do because it's figured out how to get the promotion. It's read the body language and the diction and tone and cadence of your coworkers' voices. It knows how to manipulate them. It knows what you to say. And it's just kind of like running the show without you even realizing it's running the show. That's a completely non-law of attraction-based explanation as a possibility. I would personally argue, and I could be wrong about this, is that it's a combination 
of there's a frequency that's, you know, your subconscious mind is communicating with the universe, just the way it's connecting with other people, just the way like all these things are coming together where, yeah, you're not going to sit on a couch and, and think about it all day and have it happen. You're going to take action, but it's going to be inspired action. You're going to feel motivated to take that action. You're going to be feel motivated to go in on a Saturday or motivated to speak up in the meeting or do whatever else. I think there's a lot going in the background. And I know this is a long-winded answer. And no, it's please okay. let me know if I, if no. I didn't answer it by the time we're done here. But I think it's a thing where um, in many ways, we as human beings require evidence and we need to know how something's happening. And I, I like to think that sometimes if you can kind of like just sit for a month and try something and see what happens without worrying about the how, it might open you up to more possibilities because all of a sudden, if you do that, get that promotion, if you want to be set in your ways and say, okay, the scientific explanation of the subconscious mind is I'm more in line with, I say cool as long as now you know that you should be doing this for everything in your life and seeing what happens. But by that same token, I'm also saying you didn't really think this was going to happen, but it did. Maybe you want to open your mind to other possibilities just to see what's out there. So you think there's a certain piece of having to let the how go? Like, because I think a lot of people and myself included, there's, I've found myself getting caught up in the, okay, well, I want to get to here. So how, so how, like, what's the step? What's the action point? And I talk about that action point very often. You think it's suspending the how sometimes? Yeah, well, I think a how is part of human nature and human curiosity okay. that can sometimes tend to hold us back in ways that we don't realize. Okay. Now, I think you can worry about the how and still succeed. All I'm saying is, you know, and please read my book and see my version of why or how it really happens. But also by the same token, um, <laughs> do something for five minutes every day, like visualizing, yeah. like making gratitude list, like scripting that isn't really going to cost you any money or hurt you just to see what happens yeah. to suspend the how long enough to keep you out of your way. Because one thing I do mention in the book that no other law of attraction book ever goes into, because again, I sound a little cynical, but I think a lot of times they end up regurgitating each other. Okay. But I think we have, um, we have three minds and again, this is theory. I'm not, there's not science, but sure. we've got the subconscious we've got the conscious and we've got the ego. And what your ego is, it's the piece that kind of sits between them and it's responsible for your survival. So for you, for example, um, I know there was a point in your life where like you decided to get fit, right? Right. And you made this decision and you had a really strong why. If you didn't have that strong why, or even when you did, you probably felt like, you know, you didn't want to go into the gym certain days. It just felt like a, a thing. Of course. And I would ask you, do you ever consider the possibility, not the truth, but the possibility that it was your ego holding you back out of fear? Because what your ego knew was that the skinnier, lighter version of Matt, whether he's happy or whether he's comfortable or whether he's content or whether it's like his life is going good in any way, he's alive. All that matters to the ego is that you're alive, meaning any change to the status quo, even a possibly good one, is a threat because it's not met, be able to map out like your subconscious mind what's really going to happen if you succeed. And again, like you, you've got like a wide platform. Like imagine like a celebrity, um, you know, they, they, they're not a celebrity yet. They want to make money. They want to get rich and famous and their ego's holding them back because it's worried like this extra level of money and fame isn't necessarily a good thing. What if you have stalkers? What if you have people that hate you? There's a threat to survival. Yeah. So I believe we, and this, again, it's not really law of attraction, but I believe we have an ego that's only interested in our survival, that knows we're alive right now, that fights tooth and nail to keep us that way, despite whatever changes we make. This sucks because the ego is stronger than the conscious, yeah. but it's good because the subconscious is stronger than the ego 
which is why I recommend, and I go the law of attraction route, of visualization and scripting and gratitude exercises that bypass the ego, get to the subconscious mind, and let that do the heavy lifting for you. So what you just said, the ego sounds a lot like the fear that's in your head. Um, yes. The fear being you don't want to interrupt this homeostasis. You don't yes. want to interrupt this balance of like everything's good. We're right here, the straight line. Let's keep this straight line. Don't change it. Don't change it. Even, even though that struggle may mean benefit later, um, that sounds like fear. But I have never yeah. heard anybody say that there's that three mind and that last being the ego, but that's extremely relatable. Yeah. And again, I could be wrong about all this, but this is based on my life experience and based on my research. And I think if people kind of look back on their life, like why they never started working out, or maybe there's people listening right now that know the law of attraction and are jaded from it because they read the secret and they tried and things didn't go right, right away. And they just threw it aside, like, oh, this is BS. Um, it, it's a thing where like we have our ego, just it doesn't want to take the risk because it doesn't realize that there's more safety out there than it really believes. Because, um, and you'll get to this point in the book because I know you're listening to the audiobook. Um, the way the ego is processing information, all the sayings like, me hungry, me want food now, me alive, yeah. me no like bad stuff. Like it's on that childish level of just identifying fear and what is right now and wanting you to be alive. You just said something along the same lines. Same lines. You said, um, your ego doesn't realize there's more safety out there. Expound on that. Because right. to me, what that means is just because there's this flat line or homeostatic part of, you know, we're good right here, we're good, mm -hmm. we're safe. Were you just saying that, you know, if you sort of go towards or pull that um, uncomfortability, growth, whatever, that eventually there will be stability or safety out there with that? Is that what you're saying? Well, I would say that there's... <laughs> there's um, a high probability and possibility of safety and comfort okay. that that lies in your improvement that the ego just can't foresee and the ego just doesn't want to risk it. Okay. But all it knows right now, see, here's the funny thing about in my view of the ego. It cannot see into the future. It doesn't have this, this level of, of aptitude or, um, or projection to really see that the possibilities of good things are just doesn't want to risk it. But by that same token, it is so, so, so crafty and skilled at doing whatever it needs to do to trick you and keep you where you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A thousand percent. That makes total sense. So what I can relate to that is, especially when it comes to fitness, like your body does want that homeostasis. Your body does not want you to eat less calories. Your body wants to eat right. excess calories, especially in the sort of the societal uh, society in the right thing, especially in the Western culture where everything is in abundance. Yes. We want to eat in excess. And when you eat less, your body rejects that. I mean, that's why it is, you know, point blank, it is difficult. The physical piece of eating less calories than you should, it is. It's more difficult, without a doubt. Um, and it's, so as you were saying that, it really just, like that primal piece of it's just more difficult because it comes from a survival piece. Like now I'm sort of relating that ego uh, piece from that. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. And it's, it's interesting to hear you say that because like I hear you say that. I'm like, well, what I hear Matt talking about is he's relating where <clears throat> both the mind and the body are always seeking homeostasis because they have to work in conjunction with one another. Correct. Yeah. I, I mean, the, I'm talking physical here, not because this is a fitness related podcast, but physical is very easy, I think, for a lot of people to relate to. 
And yes. and I've heard you in some in some of actually it was in the book you had talked about the physical piece of actually working out, and it's so true that not every fitness person just one hundred percent like you said earlier not every fitness person loves one hundred percent working out every single time. I do not give a damn who you're talking to if they say they enjoy working out every single time. There there's there is there's probably a lie there. I, mm. And I'm talking all the way up to, you know, the pro bodybuilders and the, the pro strength people and all that. Now, I'm not saying that they don't love it and that they don't yeah. enjoy the training aspect, but there hasn't ever been someone that has been like, I want to wake up at 430 and work out. It just sounds so refreshing and getting out of this warm bed. <laughs> you know? So, you know, yep. I think that's a relatable piece. And especially talking about that homeostasis thing, it, it even comes from a primal piece. So, yes. Um, and in their defense, some of them are relying to themselves. Oh, like yeah, they're yeah. not even, they don't even like lying to you. They're like, they're lying to themselves. It's, it's a level of delusion. If, if that's a fair word, because some sure. people need it to stay in the habit. Some people just need that level of intensity. And you know, there's not to dive too deep into the fitness realm, but this is obviously close to my heart that there is some of that, that I think you almost have to adopt at some point, you know, especially when you're working on a certain goal, if you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole or whatever, you know, there are certain times where you have to truck through that. And, um, that delusion piece can be extremely detrimental um, and take you to a bad place of vanity and whatnot where I have been. Um, or that delusional piece you can use to your advantage. I mean, you can actually use that and be like, you know what? Yeah, no, I do need to get up and I do enjoy it. So I'm almost tricking yourself into it. Um, anyway, again, this was sort of a... Matt's ADD moment, everyone. So I apologize for that. But um, getting you know a little bit more closely in line... The, the law of attraction does, let's just say somebody adopts this today, listening to this podcast, will they get any, will they get what they want tomorrow? Oh, uh, so that's a loaded question. I okay. mean, tomorrow, most likely no, but I'll okay. also put it this way. Um, it's not enough just to do it. it the, the key about doing it is doing it with a certain level of, of looseness and, and openness. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is. You know, if it, let's let's say you want there's a specific girl you're interested in. I'll sure. Let's put it that way. You know, everyone or or a boy, like everyone could relate to having a crush on someone, right? All right. Well, then you start um, scripting or doing visualization exercises of having that person. I would personally recommend to people that what you should instead be doing is focusing and putting your attention and your frequency on the qualities about that person that you really like, because not only let's say that you could do this, there's a hidden layer of doubt. And when there's a layer of doubt, there's an inconsistency of your vibration and your intent. And again, if you don't believe in the law of attraction, then that inconsistency is also in your subconscious mind, which is short circuiting it from making all the moves that it needs to make. But where I'm really going with this is don't care about the specific person too much care about what you really want out of that person. You want them because they're warm and they're caring. You want them because you happen to like blondes. You know, you right. like them for, for whatever reason. Those are things you want to focus on because it leaves your subconscious and or the universe, depending on what you want to believe in or mm -hmm. both, a lot more access and possibilities in order to give you what you really want. Okay, that makes sense. So as uh, as superficial or as bad as this sounds, it's not how it, it's not how it's meant, but what, what do you benefit from that person basically is what you're saying. What do you get from that yeah. person? And that could be love. It could be a physical piece. It could be, you know, a number of things. So that makes sense. That makes sense when you make that translation. 
and I, I really, I'm, I'm glad to hear you use the word superficial because I think sometimes people look down on themselves and feel bad for their uh, desires. And my answer to that would be like, as long as you are not intending to hurt somebody else, right. any desire that you want is okay. And you should definitely not judge yourself because again, whether it's law of attraction, that judgment's going to interfere with your frequency and vibration, or okay. if it's not, it's still going to interfere with your psychology. Okay. Okay. You know what? There's something I meant to say earlier. You you made the example of the frequency or vibration, but then you went to the opposite side and you compared the brain to, um, you know, being a supercomputer. I like that you make both of those comparisons uh, to sort of relay the message in a different way because I hear frequency, I hear vib uh, vibrations, and we've had uh, a few people talk about that on the podcast beforehand. My brain, for some reason, relates more to the supercomputer. I, it was able to translate yes. a little bit better. Um, so good on you for that. And yeah, and and just real quick, to interrupt sure, you, like, sure, I sure. anticipated that. And just for full disclosure, I don't go into the brain part in my book. My book is pure law of attraction. Okay, but um, like I anticipate this conversation. And full disclosure, I sought you out. You didn't seek me out. I wanted to have a conversation with someone like you, who I knew was open minded, but also not necessarily buying into the way that the law of attraction is described sure. because I figured if, if Matt's got that viewpoint, he's probably got other people listening that have that viewpoint. And I wanted to really just more importantly, open their minds up to the task and the process of using methods, whether or not they believe in the law of attraction or not, because right. they can understand that there's still a way that they're going to win from them. Uh, yeah. And that's, well, and again, that, that's, that's really that's the one thing that I think is fantastic about you is that your ability to translate it to another language, if that makes any sense, like just simply mm -hmm. how you use the supercomputer analogy. Um, you know, I think the, the way I sort of address things, and hopefully there's other people out there that can relate to this, that to be skeptical is okay, but to not listen, that's I mean, that's when you really stop conversations and you stop growth for yourself when you yeah. when you're not willing to even hear what somebody has to say. So without a doubt. And so what I was touching on earlier was like I, I, a lot of people want whatever it is that they're chasing now, especially mm -hmm. when it comes from a fitness realm, a wellness realm, whatever. I want it now. I'm at, I've been working on this for three weeks. Why isn't it here? And I wanted to touch on that and say that patience like is it patience that you have to have with the law of attraction? Yeah, you, I would say absolutely, because if not, then you're going to keep yourself closed off because you can't force it. You can't, you can't force the universe or the world to bend to your will. And the, the harder you try to do that, the harder it's going to be to, to budge even in the slightest bit. Do you think that exactly what you just said, that message of making the universe bend to your will, do you mm -hmm. think that that is sort of a message that's put out there about the secret or the law of attraction by other people. And this is for the, for the record, this is not me smearing anybody else, but yeah. this is me sort of comparing and showing <clears throat> the differences and how you present it as compared to someone else. Cause I take it from you that, I mean, you feel like a very genuine person. The, what I have delved in to understand you and reading the book, I pick up nothing but incredible things from you. So I asked that. Thank you. So I asked that of, do you think there are other people out there that are saying that you can bend the world to your will? I think um, some people are inadvertently saying that, not even realizing they're saying it. Okay. I also think that sometimes readers will hear something a certain way and they'll interpret it in that way. Okay. I think the, the hardest topic, and I think um, words like love and God, like these are loaded, loaded words, Very right? True. Because everyone brings their own life, their, their meaning and experience to it. And a phrase like the law of attraction, the concept, that has also become a loaded thing yeah. because it's gone out there into the world culture. 
<clears throat> pardon me, since like 2006 or 2005. So there's so many versions and interpretations and so many books being written, just the way like religion and love and God are, are loaded concepts, not just words. Yeah. So is the law of attraction and so are other things. So is fitness. Fitness is a loaded concept oh, that yeah. people don't understand. So there's always a danger of a reader of whatever book or, what, or whatever program uh, just interpreting something in a certain way and trying to force the issue. And um, like for me, that was something I was very cognizant of when I wrote the book, because the, the number one thing I wanted to do was just to reframe a couple of things to give people enough of an opening, enough inspiration and enough motivation and enough permission to give to themselves just to try the standard methods that you could learn in my book or any other book. Right. Because if you try them without attachment, you might be pleasantly surprised. And just to talk a little bit longer on this, just to give you a quick please, story. Please, you're good, um, go ahead. 12 years ago or so, uh, the, the same week that I had to close down my first business mm. because it was just, um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was in a bad way. Um, I also had a, a three-year relationship that was like suffering. Okay. And within three days of closing the business, she broke up with me over text because she was so burnt out over everything. Like yeah. after three years, like not even a phone call, nothing face to face, like over text. Yeah. In other words, a rough week. In other words, I kind of lost what felt to me what was like 90% of my life. Yeah. At that point, I was already aware of the law of attraction and I already had some successes and failures, but I'd never gone all in for myself with it. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? F it. I'm going to be uh, careful with my language, even though I know you're, you're cool either way. But yeah, like, absolutely. I was like, screw it. I'm going to go all in, just see what happens. I don't care. Meaning yep. I was more indignant and stubborn about just doing it for the sake of doing it than getting something specific out of it. And within two weeks, I felt better. Within three weeks, I was in a brand new relationship with someone way more mature. Wow. Within four months, I was making more money at my at that point in my life than at any point before it. Really? And within six months, I was in the best shape of my life. My life was completely transformed. Now, some people say they, you know, if you say someone's like, I guarantee you within six, six months, your life is going to be better. Some people still think that's too long. But when you think of the grand scheme of things, like who wouldn't sign up for that for five minutes a day of just focusing on what you want? But human nature is human nature. And really what I'm saying here is the reason I might speak so confidently about this is, again, experientially for me, yeah. whether law of attraction is real or not, it worked. And it happened to work for me through the methods that I teach in the book and that I like to teach to people. So it's so interesting that you said, you know, short amount of time because or no, you see, I just I just unintentionally said it, but you just said, it seems like a long time in, in my head immediately. I was like six months. Like that's, that seems real fast, but you're, yes. you're a thousand percent right that I think six months to, to most people feels like way far off when really and truly six months is it's nothing. And I think that, I think that that is, I might be getting in the weeds here, but I think that it's a societal thing of, I want it now. I want it now. I want it now that six months, oh, yeah. six months is ages away and i think people don't realize how much time they actually have i know i know yeah. we're getting into the weeds but it, it, i think it ties in well no i'm glad you brought it up because we are in an instant gratification mindset and culture but also what people think is they hear six months and again because we interpret things easily i'm assuming some people listening right now are thinking okay here's day one and i gotta wait six months before it's better not like remember Two weeks later, I felt better. Exactly. Three, three months later, I was in an awesome relationship. Four months later, like it's a like it's getting better and better. It isn't like where you have to wait until that day finally arrives to be happy. Right. You are you get happier and happier every single day. And by the way, I love what we, what we spoke about when you were on my podcast about gratitude, and you were talking about 
um, how independent of your money, it got you got happier and happier every single day, which ironically enough, you can't put a price on. Yeah. No, it's it's been so true. And and you know what? Perfect. Perfect. I want to I want to I ask this question to everybody that's on the show, uh, especially when it's pertinent. And this is a bit of a sidestep of the law of attraction, but I think it gives context to who you are. There is no right answer. There is no wrong answer. The correct answer is what you feel it is for you. What is your definition of happiness? Hmm. You know, it's so funny. Somebody <laughs> asked me that a couple weeks ago and I remember my answer just sucked. And then like through our conversation, I'm like, here, I want to change my answer to X, Y, Z. I don't even remember what I said. I'm never, uh, I've never been good at this in the past, but I think my definition of happiness um, in, in a hodgepodge way of putting it is just enjoying life with a certain level of freedom a certain level of health, a certain, and I'm talking physical and mental, like a certain level of well-being. Okay. So, so a certain level of ease and well-being and happiness, and also a certain level of ability to cope with when things aren't perfect. Okay. I know that's like a choppy answer, but no, I think that's um, really good. But happiness, like the phrase "law of attraction" and God and love, is another loaded word because yep. it's there's so much there. But um, but I think yeah, my best guess is or my best way of phrasing it is when life's just good and it's getting better. And then when it gets a little bit worse, it's okay because you know it's going to get better after that. I love your piece about the the ability to cope because that's huge. Um, Jenna, Jenna says something to the effect of it's okay to slow down and not quit. And, yes. you know, I think it's I think it's also fantastic that you said it wasn't too long ago that you didn't have a perfect answer. And <clears throat> right now, the way you verbalize that, I feel like you don't think you answered it perfectly. But I think that that's, fantastic because I believe that your definition can change. Yes. Mine, Thank you. mine changed. And anybody that's listening, you've heard, if you've heard that question many times from me, if you don't have your perfect answer yet, it's okay. It doesn't have to be a perfect answer. And I think that it should change. You're going to be a different person than you were from 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. I mean, it should change and it's changed for me. You know, I said in, I said in your podcast that, you know, I focus more on the dollar and when I did other things, I noticed my happiness increased even when the dollar amount that I had and was making stayed the same. Um, so it changed. And I, I, think that's a, I think that's a level of maturity. Um, you were talking about one thing earlier. You said that the law of attraction, God, those words, they're very heavy and they have a lot of things behind them that I think trip people up from being able to accept or at least listen to. Mm -hmm. And that reminded me, I used to not use the word blessed. When I heard the mm. word, when I heard the word, oh, I'm blessed, immediately I tied it to religion, which I have nothing, I have no problems with religion, but I'm just not an extremely religious person, never have been. When I adopted and understood the word blessed, and blessed just means that these are, these are things that have been brought upon you for whatever, however you believe, um, I now can say that word blessed without sort of cringing when I hear it. Mm -hmm. Not cringing again in a bad way, but it's just, it's not something I related to. Um, anyway, I say all that to say that, you know, there is such a level of, you have to be willing to accept this sort of law of attraction thing. You have to be willing and open-minded. Um, and I think you've pointed that out pretty clearly about that open-mindedness. Was there a point ever, because you talked about it in the beginning, was there a point ever where you were like, Maybe this is all bullshit. Like, it was there, had you felt that at all? 
So for me, no, and that, that doesn't make me a better or worse person. It just makes me someone who like, for whatever reason, even when I was like 20 years old or 19 years old, I've always been open to something else. I've never been stuck, you know, kind of like um, stuck in my ways, which by the way, I don't necessarily call a good thing because sometimes that means you can't stand firm on something. You have to, it's that much harder to stand firm on something. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, like a commitment or like a, a routine or like a workout routine, for example. Um, but no, for me, it was never like that because I'm still of the opinion that like we don't see everything going on. And I think a perfect way of, of articulating that, because I remember you had uh, those awesome dogs uh, sleeping uh, <laughs> underneath the desk yesterday. And I thought to myself, like, you know, I'm looking forward to my conversation with with um, with these guys tomorrow. And like if you were to if, I'm not sure if there are any of them are sleeping now, but if you were to take a dog whistle and just blow it as hard as you can. Why is the dog going to freak out and you're not going to freak out mm. because your body is not sensing those frequencies. Your your eyes and ears and whatever is not made for that. And how many other things are our bodies not made for in terms of interpreting and understanding the frequencies and the vibrations around us? Again, I can call you on your cell phone right now. It's not like if you want to like think, okay, it's not, it's jacked it. If it's like, let's say it was possible just to jack it into a wall and we have like a really long wire that actually worked, even though that's not real, we don't even have that. We are holding on to these things that are not connected to anything and yet we're having a conversation and we could wrap our minds around that for two reasons. One, because we're having the conversation and two, because we've given the scientific explanation of the way the satellites work. But technically, we don't even know if that's even true. I mean, some, mm. everyone could be lying to us about it. All yeah. I know is like this magic thing. I'm talking to a box and you're in a completely another state and yeah. we're having a clear, instant conversation. Yeah. Which is another way of saying like there's a connection, there's frequencies, vibrations that we're just not perceiving that are there. Okay. But the voice is there, so we're able to pick up on that because our bodies are made for that. So there's, there is a little bit of belief behind it, you think? Like there is a little yeah. bit of like accepting that there is uh, taking a leap, so to speak. If you want to be successful, yes, because your body, your, your mind can only process so much information at one time, okay. which is why, you know, which is why your body is so good at pattern recognition, which is why your body knows through evolution that if you see a tiger, it's a good idea to run. Right. The last thing you want is seeing a tiger and having to consider what new, the, what thing this is and whether you should run or not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also a thing like you and me, like we're, this is the second day we're talking we already have speech patterns where we pick up on each other, where um, I know to say something in a certain way, and I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just describing because it's been my experience in a sentence that I said to you yesterday that it instantly connected. Yep. And it's not even a thing that I'm aware of consciously. It's just I'm speaking this way. I'm used to talking to you, where if I was talking to someone that was uh, a little rough around the edges or they were impatient, I would probably be, find myself speaking quicker. I'd find myself searching for better information because I didn't want them to reject it so easily. Like we do all these things. And this also comes in with like, you know, how am I going to visualize and make this car appear for me? It's like, well, it's not going to poof like magic, but it's going to feel like magic when you find yourself in a conversation with a car salesperson and you're very charming to them and they want to help you out because whether it's the universe or your subconscious mind, something pulled things together in a way that you could not predict and you could not calculate on your own. So as you were just saying that, it sort of sp it's sprung a thought that I've talked about on this podcast before, but I feel that communication, if it's poor, can kill any relationship. I yes. feel like if you don't have clear communication with your brother, with your mother, with your wife, with your boyfriend, with uh, a coworker, whatever, if your communication fails, the relationship 
will fail. That's how I feel. Has the law of attraction or sort of your journey with this, has that improved your communication skills? Um, I believe the opposite. I believe because I've always focused on my communication skills, okay. it's helped me embrace the stuff behind law of attraction. It's okay. been like the opposite. Okay. Okay. Um, and again, I'm, I'm sort of all over the place right now, but um, no, dude, I love this. This is awesome. So going back to the patience piece, um, mm. before we hopped on, there was one thing that I sort of wanted to talk about and I heard this not long ago, but we were, we were getting into it there of sort of willing to accept it, willing to let it come six months, all that. And the old saying is Rome wasn't built in a day, but you know they were working 24-7 to get Rome built. And, mm. you know, that sort of ties into there is a certain level of patience. Simultaneously, there has to be a, a certain amount of work done. Yes. And um, I don't know. I've, I've, I feel like you've, you've wrapped that up really well. You've explained this in numerous ways, and I think you've done a fantastic job at it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. And, uh, you know, even the word work, I would also say, because um, I think that's the perfect word, but I also think sometimes people shy away from the word work. Sure. I'd even say a uh, commitment. Yeah. You know, just like the the dedication and and the, the decision and the choice. Right. That it doesn't matter whether this thing, how much work it's going to be. It doesn't matter whether it comes tomorrow or next year. Well, I'm going to do this. And yeah. ideally, I found somebody like Andrew with a book where the methods he has are not work. And okay. I think I mentioned this in the book. I think one thing's about working out, which I think is one of the most valuable, healthy things you can do for your life. If you do it wrong, you're risking injury. Like you do something wrong, you might yep. hurt yourself. The beauty of a visualization process or a gratitude process is one, you can't do it wrong, but two, even if you did, you can't hurt yourself. Yeah. Meaning it's, it's so much more accessible on that level where there's no real downside to taking five minutes out of your life each day yep. just to do something that's, even if it doesn't work at all, is at least changing your body hormones and your brain chemistry and releasing endorphins because you're thinking about something good and getting in a good mood yep. versus being stressed out. Like there's no downside to it, even if you don't believe in any of it. It's true. It's true. And so it, you're saying that, you know, the whole five minutes thing, that's something we've stressed so much that, you know, I think a lot of people think you physically, the, the physical training piece that you have to work out for 30 minutes or, or an hour and 30 minutes a day, which is so untrue. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, that same patience piece ties into what you're talking about. And then also this physical piece. And, um, you know, I could ramble all day long, but I, what I do want to do is I want to get to, I want you to plug where they can find you. Also, what is next for you? Like, what are you wanting? Mm. What is next for you? Cool. Well, thanks for the the plug offer. I mean, if people want to hear the podcast, which again, it's more entrepreneurial stuff. Um, you just go to shatterthemoldpodcast.com. Um, that has a link that'll direct you to the uh, the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read on Amazon. But also, if you just put, plug in lastlawofattractionbook.com, that auto forwards to the Amazon book listing also. Um, to answer your question about like what's next, um, really... I mean, I'm going to keep basically those two projects. I'm going to keep putting out what I hope is really awesome content on the, uh, right. on the podcast. And I'm also just, I'm, I'm not, I don't have any plans for any, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to keep doing the podcast. And even though I don't have plans for another book, I am going to be growing a couple of fun things for the readers of the book okay. that are in line with law of attraction. I don't have a, a name or a real concept, but I have something, if I can keep my act together, um, a really cool, very affordable thing at the end of the year okay. that's going to be designed to get people like on the perfect upward momentum 
um, into the new year for themselves. And I'm going to be uh, hopefully working on a YouTube channel in support of the book and covering topics in that way, because I realize some people aren't book readers and some people yeah. aren't even book listeners like yourself. Right. They like to consume video content. It's true. So um, there's a game plan to teach a lot of the methods and okay. a lot, just a lot of fun stuff on YouTube, but in a twist, because just like I like to think that my book is unlike any other law of attraction book out there, anyone that's ever you know, not to be negative, but has ever been bored by a law attraction video. Yeah. I have a different concept in my mind that's going to deliver it in a much more dynamic, fun, hopefully enjoyable and entertaining way. I'm really glad to know that you're going to be doing even more. You know, we talked at the top of the show, sort of um, stepping back and all that. And uh, I, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. I don't want this to be our last podcast. Uh, you and I talked about before, before we hopped on of, you know, we exchange numbers and you're a thousand percent right that I think we, we vibrate on this same frequency without a doubt. We connect a lot. Uh, I'm happy for you. I really appreciate you coming on, taking the time. Thank you for having us on your podcast. This is a blast, man. I really appreciate it. Is there anything you want to say sort of in closing? Oh, well, I want to thank you for having me on. I want to give my best to Jenna. I really enjoyed our conversation yesterday. Yeah. And um, I just want to thank your your listeners out there because obviously they're, they're not here for me. They're here for you. They, they found their way to this concept of better than yesterday every day. So I just want to tell them like, you know, props to you, everyone out there who's listening that wants to improve yourself, your life in any way, shape or form. Um, there's so much like honor in it that pe people don't think of it that way. Hmm. There is real honor in stepping up and deciding to improve yourself on any kind of level. And I wanted everyone listening like to acknowledge themselves for that in probably in ways that they never really think to do because they think like, oh, no, I'm just listening to something because uh, Matt and Jen are awesome. Well, yeah, there's that. But you're also listening for a reason. And it's the concept of the show. And please give yourself credit for that. Dude, that's badass. That, what a perfect way to end it. That's badass. Um, this has been a lot of fun. I'll be talking. I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be calling you as soon as we're done with this, but, um, cool, man. this was fantastic. I truly appreciate you. Um, guys, I didn't say it at the top of the show. Uh, if you want to support us, we are on Patreon. There's a link down below. If you're feeling squirrely, it is a way to support us, but you never have to pay for our content. We just appreciate your ears and eyes. We thank you so much guys. We'll talk to you all next week. This has been the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to subscribe to the show as well and follow Matt Lane Fitness on YouTube. Until next time, you don't have to be perfect. Just be better than yesterday every day. Heck yeah, man. That was... I don't I don't know which, which podcast I enjoyed more. Yesterday's and today's. <laughs> this is damn good, man. <laughs>